good YouTube. It's your boy Pro. Wait, that's not it. <laughs> Welcome back to the I'm There podcast, guys. I'm your host, Fraser Smith, and I'm here with my co-host, Kenny Delgado. And normally, I would say we have a special guest, but today is a bit different because we have one of the goats on the show. We have the first and only two-time winner of the Yu-Gi-Oh! National Championship. When we talk about this legendary duelist, we have to make sure to note that he is unlike anyone else. He's on a different level. Some might say he's just the king of TG. But he came back to show us that he's also a god of Sword Soul Tingyi. You see, every few decades, a star is born. Words will never do this duelist justice because he's gone where no one has before, and we are happy to have him grace us with his presence today. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Hansel Aguero. Hansel, how are you feeling, my guy? I'm good. I'm good. Everything's good. Thank God. Um, how, how are you guys feeling? I'm feeling great. I Listen, I watched the top 32 or 16 or whatever it was of Nationals was almost two weeks ago now and i was fucking blown away because i don't know man seeing you go from winning in 2011 when you were basically a kid and then coming back 11 years later on the same day july 17th and winning again is like a fairy tale fucking ending to a great journey uh really excited i've always been somebody who's rooted for you because i feel like you're one of the people you your first top you won right yeah so yeah. So we're in that same category of people who I feel like we come in with a chip on our shoulders because when you when you win on your first top, people look at you like, oh, you just got lucky or, you know, like people don't really respect or like you at first when you top and win immediately. That's just like a thing, right? Like Yu-Gi-Oh! players always feel like somebody else in the top cut who had way more awards or whatever than you deserved it more, even though like at the end of the day, if you bust people ass, it doesn't matter. Like I won. <laughs> And you got to give me my flowers. That's how I always carried it. So we come in with like a little chip on our shoulders and we always feel like we have something to prove. But I think this this second win for you, also it being nationals, you being the first person in Yu-Gi-Oh! history to do this is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I agree, though. I feel I feel uh, uh, they, they they try to discredit people who if their first top is their first win, mm -hmm. you know, it's I mean. But I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like people are going to talk just to talk. Yeah, no matter what, though, you know how it is. And any anything that you're good at, right, people, you're going to have your haters and then you're going to have the people who love and respect you. And honestly, we don't give a fuck about the haters around here. So <laughs> we've we've been dealing with that that nonsense for years. But you I'm still recovering. I'm sorry. Why'd Fraser start this podcast? He's barring people down. Like he just started the <laughs> podcast rapping. Like at first he was talking, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, he's rapping." I was like, "What happened?" Um, Listen, I just I, got barred down. I yeah. I wanted to make sure I started this podcast off really special because again, like when we we had Patrick Hoban on the show, we've had uh, Tari Tinsley, we've had a lot of high profile players, people who have won multiple times, uh, some other goats, right and. I just think that is so cool that this is such a unique perspective, right? Like no one has won nationals twice. We've had people who've done all types of shit, topped a, a bunch of events and all that, but we've never seen a player win na nationals okay. is so hard. It's is, once a year. That's it. It's not only impressive, but it's, I guess just surprising because with how long Yu-Gi-Oh has been around now, granted, you know, it's not ancient, but I kind of just assumed like when Frazier told me you were the first person to win nationals twice, I was impressed, but also legitimately surprised because I would have just assumed that like somebody did it before. Yeah, no, just it's once like a, it's once yeah. a year. It's really hard yeah. too. When you think about it, the odds of doing it are so low. Um, For sure. 
the odds of doing it once, honestly, bro, I can even go as far as to say the odds of just top fouring nationals to get to worlds is hard enough. Like that is hard. Some of the best players who've ever played Yu-Gi-Oh have never even done it. So to win it once is already like the craziest shit, but to win it twice is just unheard of. Like, again, I, I can't express enough. So let, let's just start here. Uh, Hansel, let's start with when, when did you even start playing Yu-Gi-Oh? Like how old were you? How did you get into the game? <laughs> um, so I actually been playing Yu-Gi-Oh like I'm ancient, so uh, we all are I, now. I, I played I played Yu-Gi-Oh like goat format, you know. Oh um, shit, that's real far. Baby. You were you were a legit child then, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, luckily, um, the New York the New York City crowd was like, you know, like team overdose and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but being from the Bronx, I mean, that was not like they were like more Brooklyn. That was a Brooklyn crowd, so yeah. it's like. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't really have that many locals over here, so we had to, you know, go to uh, what was the locals back then? I I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but uh, neutral grounds—that's what it was called. Okay, I've heard of that before. Um, yeah, and um, that's kind of—I remember being like ten years old, and um, I, I doubt anybody even remembers um, his name. Fuck, I I can't even remember his name. He just wanted to jump literally right after. And he, we go to a regional, and I'm I'm playing like tomato control, and like I beat him, and he didn't he didn't understand how like this ten year old because <laughs> I I was just absorbing all this fucking like like you know knowledge from, yeah. from like all these like great players like I I was looking up to Philly Luna when I was like fucking ten you know what I mean yeah like, so you so, so you grew up kind of around because New York is a tough crowd like New York has and I you know in my in my older years I've grown to love and respect new york so much because of how difficult everything is like you guys pay way too much in rent if you survive in new york you can make it anywhere that line is very true i feel like that shit translates into competition as well because new york is a place that's known for great food fashion like the way that people are it's just like it's a certain way you have to carry yourself to just survive in new york and with Yu-Gi-Oh. You guys have a lot of two-time champions. So you have Shane Scurry, you have Stephen Harris, like Paul Levitin. There's a ton of people who come from New York who put yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! on the map and made it that really big prestigious game back in the day, like the 05, 06 era that you're talking about. And you yeah. were around these people when you were a kid, which obviously that rubs off on the, the greatness rubs off onto you. Like you're beating people who are Shona Jump champions at a very young at 10 years old. Like that's insane. Yeah, I mean, I honestly couldn't believe it um but i have to give credit where credit is due like i have i have older brothers that kind of put me on game yeah they un- they unfortunately don't play the game anymore but i mean they 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 actually flew to the 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 nats last week or whatever okay um they just because i t- i had you know what i mean I, I i had a feeling like i was just I, yeah, I, so, I, I, <laughs> let's talk about know. that <laughs> leading up to this event you you've been sending me screenshots i've seen other people post screenshots of you knowing that you were going to win nationals again and i want to know what the fuck happened where you knew what premonition did you have that told you like yeah i'm gonna win this shit again and this is not the year. <laughs> so it, it's, it's funny because like um i so that being said like uh i'm i'm just gonna transition from the last uh so like I unfortunately quit Yu-Gi-Oh quite often. Like I stop, I take big breaks. Yeah. Um. So like it was, you know, tomato control, big break after Perfect Circle. I didn't play Perfect Circle. Mm-hmm. Big break, 
then I then I started playing 2011. Actually, the same year I won. That's the first year. Um, I picked up. I like I learned pretty fast. So I pick up. Um, you know, I did my thing. Then I like take breaks in and out. Um, I felt very comfortable in 2011. I actually played plants and all that. So like, um, but I felt like TG's was just a stronger option. How did you? You know, to this day, I never. We never really talked about this. Me and you. I'm sure you talked about it with other people, but. You won with TG, and that deck was a sleeper in 2011. I was playing, I believe I topped Nationals with Agents that year, and I yeah. was there topped with, like, Plants, and there was a bunch of other people. There was, like, Hero Beat in the top. Joe Joe Bogley played Plants, I believe. Uh, it, that might be the year with Sam Pedigo, too. I forget. Yeah. Uh, but that, that year was crazy, but you ended up winning with a deck that I literally didn't even test with, against, or anything in 2011 like if i played you i would not have known what your cards did to be honest that's how yeah. to me it seems so random mind you i'm the guy who won with like a deck that is also no one fucking prepared for it. no one knew what the hell it was and so to see you do the same thing that's why when i was younger i was like man i really relate to this kid because it's his first top his first win immediately and it's with a deck that no one i feel like people just slept on the only person who said they knew about it was jeff jones i remember he yeah. blatantly said like I knew about TG. I forget if he played it or not, but he, he, I, and I believe Jeff because he's one of those people. But like, yeah. how did you even know to play TG? Like, what made you pick that up and know this can be plants and X Sabres and all the other decks, agents? Um, so what, what ended up happening there, uh, I actually played TGs. I was on and off between plants or TGs. Mm -hmm. Um, I kept playing plants for fun. Um, but I felt like there had to be something better. Um, and uh so i so i dissected the meta which is i typically do when i get back into the game and i feel comfortable um that being said like during that time mst was at two giant trinity is at one but skill drain and uh, oppression is out you know yeah like these cards that like are flat out blowouts you know yeah um and then i ended up breeding the tg cards and they're a bunch of floaters right so I'm like, okay, and then Tangle is out, right? Yeah, then my Tangle, that card is out of out of control. And but the way plants were using it was cool. It's like uh, you know, they're 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 build a board kind of thing. They were just kinda like throwing it out there and like uh synchroing and making a, a big uh big board or you know right. Lone Fire Tengu vibes, that whole thing. Yeah, but um that was cool, but like I so my brother ended up reading Horn of the Phantom Beast. That's the and, Yeah. <laughs> so he, he read that in the uh, OCG. And, but the thing is that the, so the thing was that the OCG didn't have Reborn Tangle, right? Right. And Horn of the Phantom Beast and Reborn Tangle is just a blowout. You it know, like. Um, so much. Because it gives the monster, what, 800 attack? Yeah. And when um, they kill something in battle, you draw cards, right? So like. Yeah. yeah. So. It, it it was it was it was kind of dumb it's like a, just a bunch of floaters you know uh that 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 you have to deal with because they will either beat you down or uh just infinite advantage like just plussing off of so off of, uh, oh yeah off of horn of phantom beast and just the nature yeah. of like if you use any cards to kill them like if you mirror force a torrential those are just pluses for that deck 
Yeah. Um, I have a funny story about Horn of Phantom Beast. A lot of people don't notice, but in 2012, a duelist by the name of Marquise Henderson won YCS Atlanta after me. And yeah. he's also a black duelist. You know, Atlanta has that that power. I think after him was Christian George's in 2014. So it was like a series yeah. of just the blacks running through Atlanta. But Marquise Henderson was also a guy, first top, first win with a deck at the time, because it was rabbit format. No one thought TGs would be good. And he yeah. won the whole event, but he played against Alistair. Alistair Albans, Alistair Constantine, people who know. Uh, yeah. He played against Alistair in top 32, I believe. And Alistair goes like, summon a Cabazals and yeah. attacks a G, not Genuine Werewolf, TG Werewolf. He attacks Genuine Werewolf with Cabazals. And uh, Marquise Henderson has three back rows. So, so he goes, uh, anything in, anything in Battlestep or anything? And Alistair's like, no. He's like, okay. Because at the time, Forbidden Lance was a card and all that stuff. So there's like plenty of cards you can play, Book of Moon, all that stuff. So they, yeah. get, to, they get to damage step. And Marquise Henderson obviously goes, activate Horn of Phantom Beast, targeting my, my werewolf. And he yeah. becomes 2,000 attack. So Cabazals gets beat. And then Alistair puts his Cabazals in the grave. And, and the guy, Marquise is like, hold on. Puts the Cabazals back on the field. like, I'm going to activate another Horn of Phantom Beast. And <laughs> Alistair, like, he, he gets, like, pissed. Like, he sits back in his chair, and he's like, okay, so he grabs his pain, he's about to write down the life points. And then Marquise is like, hold on, I want to activate a third <laughs> Horn of the Phantom Beast. <laughs> and he just flat out loses the game on the spot. Turn one, oh, immediately, yeah. like, you attack into a werewolf, your opponent flips three Horn of the Phantom Beast. And that story, so Alistair was obviously pissed about this when he was telling it, but yeah when i heard it i thought it was hilarious i was like holy yeah. shit so if you have forbidden lance he was just cooked he was like yeah. yeah he was just fucking cooked but apparently he doesn't play around lance or anything i was like yeah, yeah. he knew you i was like he saw the bitch in your eyes he just knew <laughs> like, he, he knew he had you so every time i hear yeah. about horn of phantom beast i think about that story of uh, another person winning a, a tournament that card must be cracked like that card has to be yeah. one of the most slept upon cards back in 2011's period because Again, not many people pl played or respected it, but every time it's been played and it made top cut, it won every time. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, actually, it's funny because I topped that event and um, and uh, the 2012 one. He, yeah, and he pulls up to me and's like, "Yo, could you like sign my TG shit?" And, I'm, and at the time, <laughs> at the at the time, I just I kind of felt embarrassed because I'm like, "Yo, dude, like." Nah, I don't want to just be known for TG. Like it's, not, it's, not, it's like it's like it's like I could play other decks. I just don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, it was. It, I know, but exactly he's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a he, he's he's a great guy. You know, I, I don't want to take anything away from him. It's just it's just that that's how I felt during that time. So remember what I said at the beginning of this podcast is like we come in with a chip on our shoulder because we didn't want to be known as that guy with the one deck right like that was never the goal the goal wasn't to be oh you're just a tg guy oh you're just a gravekeeper guy right people come up to me ask me to sign gravekeeper cards and stuff but i started to purposely play different decks and try to top with them because i didn't want to lock myself into this box of you're just that guy right like i don't want anybody to think of me as only being good with one deck or you're only good in one format that i think that's so important for a competitor like especially like I'm really competitive in general, like in life, I'm just a competitive ass person. And yeah. so for me, like, I just want to be, I don't want anybody to be able to lock me into a box period. Like just, so I get exactly what you mean when you're like, yeah, you want me to sign this card and that's cool and all, but like that shit happened last year. You already yeah. have put, mind you, you're the national champion. You're like, I'm putting that behind me. Like <laughs> you're like, I don't want to sign any TG card. I'm going to do it, but I don't want to really sign any TG cards. It's like, whatever. 
this is like yeah. this is that old shit. I want some new shit now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Perfect. Beautifully said. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just, I, I, and it's not. I'm not. You know, I yeah. don't want to like offend anybody or anything like that. It's just the fact that, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to better myself. And yeah, and, as you should. As you should. So okay. So now, fast forward to 2022. Now you said you've taken a lot of breaks. So yeah. Before we get to 2022, I feel like you weren't really playing Yu-Gi-Oh too much leading up to nationals per se like i know immediately before nationals i saw you at an SN regional and you were playing but like 2017 18 19 2020 i don't know if you were actually traveling and competing in Yu-Gi-Oh events so i like the thing was that i i guess you can say i was traveling but like it wasn't what you think like i wasn't actually playing the, the format yeah. it was like i would just show up and be like yo so what's good like what's the what's the deck to play right and like i would just go c- to chill with friends more more than act like actually competing it's just like yeah. you weren't putting in that crazy time and everything that it requires yeah, yeah. and um and I, i've done that for a very long time where it was just like i wouldn't play at all and i'll just kind of show up no cards and just borrow a bunch of cards and yeah. like and, and figure it out just for the weekend you know and yeah. um i've seen you do it i've literally been at events where you're there and i'm surprised because you're you're just like chilling like literally you're just chilling i'm like what are you doing here and you're like oh, i'm just here you're like just chill with everybody or whatever and i'm like okay <laughs> just, so i know exactly what you mean yeah but um Going back to your, you asked the question earlier about. I'm I'm sorry that I'm like kind of everywhere with this. No, this is perfect. Oh, this good, is how, this good. is how we are. But um, you asked how did I know that feeling about like being a, like knowing that I'm gonna do well this this event. Um, so I can start. I guess uh, I was I went to a Gamers Choice um regional in Edison actually. And um, I was actually, I didn't have my invite because I obviously don't play. So um, I was like, yo, I honestly didn't even want to like go to the regional because I was tired. I like fell asleep like at four in the morning. Oh, no. And to get to get to Edison, I was like, you know what, whatever, whatever. That that, that's not not, that not like that's not important. But what what uh, uh, real quick, what month was this? Um, I think this was last no, I, I don't even remember, bro. I can't even. So I think it's it was like June. Kind of, it's, yeah, it's very recent, though, right? So you didn't have your, you didn't even have your invite going into nationals, and this was basically June, and nationals is like, in the yeah, same, basically, yeah, coming yeah. right up. Okay, yeah, I can't, right. I can't, yeah. So to, to give you perspective on how much, like, you know, yeah, and and I wasn't, I wasn't impressed about it because I was like, yo, I'll just get it in the LCQ, like, yeah, I'll like get I'll my just, invite. Yeah, the best yeah. players do that shit. They're like, whatever. Like, I'll just show up. I'll just get it, and it won't be a big deal. And it happens every time. I've seen so many good players just qualify the day before or the one regional before, like the last regional where you could qualify for it. Yeah. They'll just play in it. They'll get that shit, and they'll be like, all right, I got it. Like, that was a joke. That's funny because that's exactly what I've been doing for, like, like <laughs> as, I've, I've missed a lot of nationals. I've Like, I just didn't go. Yeah. But, um... Every nationals I've went to outside of like the one I won, I would just go the last the last regional and just top it and then it is what it is. Yeah. But um so this one, whatever, I I, I feel comfortable with Sorto. Um I think it was like I think it was a great contender. Um everyone everyone I, I understood the meta, like everyone was on this punk adventure deck or whatever, and um I felt it was very linear. Um it, it uh every and that or scythe like everyone had like a deck that dis that right. the scythes you or whatever um but 
but realistically, I I knew that no one no one had an answer to mine. Um, Still, and, which uh, is crazy to me because that that keeps doing well. It won a YCS before nationals. Yeah, so so it's like so it's like there's this card in the meta that that people are just neglecting, and 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 it's not it's not anyone's fault except the the people who are building these decks. Like it's like it, you know you decided what you entered with you know what i mean yes. like no, no one no one made that choice for you and you and if you know that your deck is weak to this card then fix it solve it you know what i mean um like uh, uh my friend dave 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 says just you know it's mine isn't a problem you just play mst it's like M- mst it's, it's it's a simple solve yeah like it's <laughs> but it's and then the, like you know what i mean like the yeah. one of the basic cards of Yu-Gi-Oh handles it, you yes know? one of the oldest yeah so uh but no but that being said it was a theory i was like you know uh people can't handle that they can't handle rivalry like these floodgates and so so um could play it very aggressively and defensively um similar to striker so i was like you know what i'm just gonna play these instead of like uh hand traps as my 12 like defensive cards that so so can possibly play um so then i went to the regional uh, I went undefeated, but and like and like the it was kind of like I, I didn't feel pressure in any game like the like the deck. The one thing I wanted to do was play faster. Like I wanted my opponent uh. to play faster. I I wanted my opponent to play faster. I wanted to play faster myself. So I was like, you know what? Um, that's where I'm lacking. So I then I got on Dueling Book and started grinding. So that way I just don't I don't have to think as much. Yeah, so um, I want right, to I want to interject right there. I uh, I love that you said that because we've had people on this podcast like Joe Dietrich who won a remote duel YCS and also just talking to like some of the other players who are currently some of the best players right now, they talk about how important it is to grind on DB. And I'm noticing that almost everyone who's been winning has are, are considered people who grind on DB. Like the last 5 champions of this year are all people who be on DB and play and not necessarily like to, to climb the ladder and be number one on DB, but just grinding in a sense of, I want to play faster. I want to know every interaction. I don't want to get to a tournament, sit down, and then some random shit comes up and you have no idea how to navigate it. And I think that we saw that with you when we were watching, first of all, your matches were fast. I feel bad for Pascal Manigat. Um, (laughs) You just demolished that man. Like shout out to him for getting top four. That is a crazy accomplishment. Uh, but it is just absurd. That match was so fucking fast. You bodied him. And that went, and mind you, that, so that was the first match I got to see you play the whole weekend. Uh, was when you played him. And I thought it was going to be like, oh, this, this is going to be a great game. They're going to go back and forth and everything. And it just was like, sit down and let me take you to school. Like, I know, and no offense to him. Like, it was just, but it was really like, it reminded me of Tom Brady in the Super Bowl versus the Chiefs and just like, <laughs> let me take, like, take your child to work day. Like, you just absolutely quickly bodied it. And I, and I was like, oh, he knows what he's doing. Like, a part of me was wondering, I was like, man, Han- Hansel doesn't play as much as like the people who are currently taught. Like, I don't, you're not playing, like, these people are on DB 10 hours a day. They're doing Twitch streaming. They're playing Master Duel for eight hours a day on Twitch. They're doing all this yeah. stuff. I'm like, I don't think he does any of that. So I'm, I'm, I was like genuinely surprised that you were that far already. And then when I watched you play, I was like, oh shit, he knows what he's doing. And he knows what he's doing like a lot. And they showed up in the finals. And this is probably to me, this is when I knew you won. Now, mind you, this is always in the finals, but. In the finals game one, you get Mystic Mind immediately. Yeah. And most players fold. 
right there. Yeah. Like most players, they're not going to scoop. Like we saw the finals of the YCS that Mystic Mind won, the Asian guy won. I forget his name, um, but he won with Sky Strikers. It's basically a Mystic Mind deck featuring Sky Striker cards. And yeah. in the finals, it literally was draw pass, draw pass, draw pass. And the, the, the writer even wrote it that way on purpose to show how, like, I guess, boring it was or whatever. Most people fold right there and they allow it to just, oh, I don't have any outs. That's it. I lost. Right. But when I watched you play, I was like, man, is he really going to lose game one like this? Like I, people can't keep showing up to these tournaments. You get always to the finals of nationals. If you don't have an out to it, that's just crazy to me. But as you were sitting there and you seemed not disturbed, like I could tell that there was something going on. So I was staring at the screen like, I wonder where this is going because your opponent got a little cocky. He started uh drawing and just discarding his card almost without looking at it like i saw him yeah. drop a nibiru to the grave i saw him drop some other hand traps to the grave i think an impermanence or something like that whatever yeah. he dropped to the grave he started just kind of drawing discarding because i got he assumed like probably most of his opponents he got second place so he beat yeah. a lot of people but I, he probably thought this game is over and this guy's just not scooping he's going through the motions but then you set up this crazy ass play with heavenly dragon circle and yeah. you otk this man in one turn and as soon as you did that shit game one and won the game I was like, oh, he won. That's my champion right there. Like, that is the champion. The second I saw you beat Mystic Mind, the card that every fucking player has been complaining about this entire format. Honestly, for the last two years, this card has been being the most complained about card in the entire I, game. I want to say to everything Fraser just said, and big credit to you, um, since we started this podcast, we've had Yu-Gi-Oh! guests. And since... And, as most people know, I'm not very up-to-date on a lot of current Yu-Gi-Oh! I am more now because of Master Duel, but even that is like a year behind yeah. in its Japanese format. Yeah. Um, but since we've started the podcast, we've had multiple duelists on here talk about Mystic Mine and whether or not it being toxic or not. We've had other... We have some people on here, I don't remember specifically who, but people say, like, you can see when Mystic Mine is on the board, the people that actually know how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! Yes. Like, there's... There's the fact that the way Yu-Gi-Oh is played right now is a, a certain way, and then Mystic Mind, that one card, shows up, and so many people just completely fumble the ball, and it starts to look like they don't know how to play Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> and so it's like huge credit to you, because as you showed on the finals, on stream, you just, you know, like, a card came up, and like you said even before Fraser did that whole description... Your brother, or I forget if you said it was your brother or your friend, but you were like, yeah. it's like Mystic Mind's a card and it gets dealt with. Like, yeah. yeah. And you dealt with it. It's crazy to me uh, because, again, you had a main deck way to deal with it. And your opponent was smart too. He did not put a, Ryan, you, he did not yeah. put another card on the field for you to use the, was it Blackout? Yeah. Um, the card that like can actually out it. It's basically Icarus Attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's Icarus attack, but you have to control two cards for them to activate it. They can't destroy their own cards. So he played Mystic Mind and played nothing else, which is perfect. Like he was doing exactly what he was supposed to do. That's what his deck was designed to do. And I just thought when I was sitting there, I watched you go, you went first and like you made your board or whatever. And, and then he played mine and he passed. And I was like, oh God, is this really going to be the way like this, <laughs> this guy loses? But then you, it, after 10 or so turns, you finally, you. I, I just felt like you were looking for something, and I love seeing that because what Kenny just said about how some people, when Mystic Mind gets activated, they, the old school Yu-Gi-Oh technical play just goes out the window. They don't know what they're doing. If they can't do their combo, like yeah. people, people study YouTube, and this is not to like downplay the skill level of current Yu-Gi-Oh players or anything like that. But I do feel like there is an entire class of people who they get their combos on YouTube, 
they know how to do these crazy elaborate combos but if the yeah. game if the game goes longer than one or two turns they have no fucking idea how to navigate that situation like what happens if your game doesn't end on turn two <laughs> like do you know how to actually play the game past <laughs> turn two like what do you do with your resources and i watch people fumble the ball so much go ahead it, it, it's it's funny because um I, that so when when someone looks at the deck list or like or like you know looks at the list in general they yeah. they think that this this list is like for going second or something or like but the thing is that realistically um to i i agree with you that people don't know what to do in in these um colluded like game states like these very strange like yeah. once you put someone in 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 a, in a position where they 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 haven't played in this awkward game state they're just <laughs> yeah. they're just gonna they they fuck up and and um and um but that being said i can just go back to m- like me playing faster and having my opponent play at a reasonable place um you know when mystic mind's on the board and and i have a shisha with a set circle like you know a circle being uh i forgot what samurai card is like tribute search a worm or search a samurai mm-hmm. But but basically that's what circle does. It's like tribute. You search you tribute a worm and search a worm, yep. right? What ends up happening is she shall can negate one monster. Now you're under mine, and I tribute now because you have a monster. I negated it. I tribute my guy. Now I search a worm. Now you, I had control no monsters. So it's I use mine aggressively, and now they don't know what to do. Whether they want to commit to the board, they probably probably wouldn't because they're under mine, right? But I put people in these kind of game states where they're like, I, I force them to think and yes. And, um, and if they, they, they can't come up with something in that, in that like two minute window, three minute, like, you know, yeah. but however much time that you, you have to make a play, um, you know, they, they might fuck up. And then that, that's all, that, that's all I need. All I need is a turn. Right? Yeah. That's well, what you, we, you, you showed that you proved that, uh, it only yeah. took you one turn and he died. And I, I was, I was a little confused on the way. Cause you guys, like you said, you were playing kind of fast. And when it got to the point where mystic mind was on the field for a couple turns, did you end phase heavenly dragon circle or something? Cause it looked like it was, your, yeah. it was your turn. And then you killed him. Like he didn't get a chance to. So I noticed that when, when mystic mind left the field, Ryan didn't get a chance to try to set up defense. He was just left with nothing on the field and, yeah. he, died, and he died from 8,000. So I was like, wait, was that fucking in phase? Yeah. Yeah. So, so mystic mind reads, um, if you control the same amount of monsters, mm-hmm. uh, destroy this card. So, uh, we both controlled zero. So on so. the end phase, you were like heavenly dragon circle, search a guy, pop my only monster. Now we both control zero, draw for turn, kill you. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it was, it was so beautiful because again, I've seen so many people fold to this car. I've seen people complain about the car and granted the card is toxic. We all know that. Right. But if yeah. you, but how many Yu-Gi-Oh formats have toxic cards? This is nothing new. So to me, nothing new. and you got to play like, if, if the card's in the format, you either got to play the card or you got to fucking beat it. Yeah. You got to yeah. play or adapt. Like, yeah. You don't have a choice. So it, to me, yeah. like we play formats with Royal Oppression, with Vanity's Emptiness, with Crush Card yeah. Trap Dust Shoot, uh, Royal Tribute. Yeah. There's a bunch of cards yeah. that are toxic as fuck. And it's like, yeah, you literally just have to play the format. If, if you can yeah. either play or you can quit. Like there's, those are your choices. So Mystic Mind being in the format, it doesn't help to complain about it. Like, yes, we get it. Konami knows it's toxic. We know it's toxic. But if it's going to be in the format, either use it or figure out a way to beat it. But also I love that you figured out a way to beat it. You don't have MST in your fucking deck. And when I say MST, I'm including like galaxy cyclone, cosmic cyclone, twin yeah. twister. You don't have any 
back row destruction that is blatantly designated for just Mystic Mind, which is what a lot of people were suggesting. Like, oh, just play Cosmic Cyclone, just play one copy. But uh, that shit is ass. Like, and I know from yeah, a yeah. competitive <laughs> standpoint, like no one has to tell. I don't play Yu-Gi-Oh anymore, but as, as far as modern Yu-Gi-Oh, but I know without anyone having to tell me, I don't want to play a card that's that much of a brick just for mine when I can find a way for my engine to out it. And I learned that in like 2013 from Patrick Hoban. He always yeah. talks about how the best deck is usually the deck that not only has the highest ceiling, but it also is a deck that can out certain floodgates with its own engine, right? And it's the problem yeah. with Necroz. Back in 2014, Necroz was like, and I'm going to use quotes here, it was the best deck, Necroz. The problem yeah. with Necroz, though, is that when your opponent flip Mistake, or they summon the Water, Shadal Fusion, or when they, uh, there can only be one, or whatever random fucking cards that people flooded that deck out with, Anti-Spell Fragrance, Necroz could not out it with its own engine. It didn't have a built-in way and this is to give it something to compare to in 2013 you have dragon rulers and yeah. dragon rulers if somebody flipped a floodgate on you you could use blaster and you play three copies of it right you could mm -hmm. use blaster another fire monster flamball guard the baby blaster and yeah. blaster itself or another, like two blasters together and you can literally pop any one card in the field so dragon rulers had a built-in out to any floodgate whereas certain other decks don't and you found a way by not including MST or Cosmic Cyclone or anything like that, to just use your regular engine that you combo with, the same engine you use to combo and dodge hand traps, you use this to dodge Mystic Mind. And I think that is just amazing. Like, I think that it's great that you didn't have to go out of your way to do it because, again, who wants to actually play main deck Harpy's Feather Duster? Yeah. No, no, I, I agree. Um, that was kind of what, what, what made me want to play the deck. Um, so... So another thing about Sorso is that this deck, I want to say, is very consistent. Uh, I watched Jerry Williams play at a regional in Philly before Nationals, and he got his invite. So he's another person that just didn't have an invite, and he decided to just show up to a Philly regional one day. I was like, I'm just going to get it today. And he obviously did, but he played Sorso, and I watched him scrape up. So he went, he went, it was uh, nine rounds. So he went seven to two. One of the rounds, he literally lost because he had no idea what the Despia cards did, and they had that Despia card in the graveyard that says a guy can't be destroyed and you just banish it. Yeah. Um, and he didn't know, he didn't know that like he had crow in his hand. So he could have just crowed it and then killed the guy. He had no idea. So he was, <laughs> and he told me before the round, he's like, I actually don't know what the Despia cards do. And I've beaten, like I've beaten every Despia I played, but he finally played against one and didn't like, he got into a weird situation. They were in time, which sucked. Cause he would have won the game if it wasn't in time, but he was in time. He didn't know what the cards did end up losing. But when I was watching him play all his rounds, I noticed that every single game he got to play like yeah. every game he played every single flunderies opened up broken dimensional shift all that he like passed then let them do that thing and then he still finds a way to win and then like all the decks do their crazy combos with the uh, like you said the punk deck teleport does all this crazy shit now and he still just can play no matter what and when he goes first he also sets up a crazy ass board with follow-up and i was like damn does that deck not brick or something like how the hell do you get to play every game i watch some of these other right. decks they draw for a turn they're like oh i don't got robina I don't got sure. this, like, pass. And they, they just die. And I watched the Sword Soul deck basically always have a play, even if it's not, the, like, some plays are obviously better, than, some hands are better than others. But yeah. for the most part, I've seen the deck get to play. Is that one of the reasons why you like it is because it just is consistent too? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to give myself the best opportunity to um, perform. And, like, uh, um, I, I felt if I played the most powerful um non-engine cards with the most consistent deck um i'll 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 do pretty well um the, Smart my, my um so the the list i played uh was just simply like a very consistent regular sorts of list 
for the source of cards and then all my non-engine cards I, I i decided not to play any low impact cards at all like imperm valor um ogre yeah i'm noticing and, that um because uh like if if we're playing in a in a in a in a in a meta where like cards like the power creep of every other deck is like huge you know yes um like you need these kind of blowout cards to 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 even be able to if i lose the dyro you know like i need yeah. to be have some kind of crackback um now that being said that's where you're you're 100 right sword is very consistent all those other cards like non-engine is all just um very powerful and that's how like everything came about so that's how know? the deck is constructed who did you did you work on this deck with anybody Has someone else played this exact deck list car for car like is do you uh it was just me. <laughs> it was just it's it's just me. Um, uh, That's crazy. I, I I I like I like show people. Um. So so it was a theory I had for on um. I had a theory that that for that regional, I had like a regular social with like hand traps and shit, and I was just like. Bro, this shit is kind of ass. Like, <laughs> like this, that's what everybody like, is typically playing. It's just swords. Like when they do play swords, they play with fifteen hand traps. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and 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 I was just like, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna do this to myself. So, um, I was like, let me just try something new. And and uh, it's funny because so Boxio works very well with Mystic Mind. Because, You're playing three of that card too, Boxio. I noticed. Yeah, so it's like you get to um. So the 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 theory. Um, was that you spin back everything but a monster, right? And then you use Boxy to pop the mine, and then and then you keep you keep playing from there. Um, all you need is mine to to make sure that your play goes through. Yep. Um, but you, it, it's not. It's just being able to play Yu-Gi-Oh. At the end of the day, that's the only. I use the card just to be able to play. Yeah, you use the also to because I imagine you made Mystic Mind for a reason. So you want to kind of stall the game out a bit so you can just do what, like you want to stall the game out to make it awkward for your opponent. One, slow them down too, but also draw into exactly what you need so you can just kill them. Yeah, exactly. So and and like there there will be some some games where it's like you mine them. You draw a rivalry. You set rivalry. Now, now you're gonna, now you're gonna box you away, everything that like back rows or leave them on a monster, right? That obviously isn't a rock monster or a fiend because yeah. you're playing around token collector and the barrel. Then rivalry gets flipped. Now, now you're now you're playing around token collector and um uh the rock. And now, uh, okay, so with you, you, you when, just, ri- yeah, yeah, so rivalry was built in protection from everything. And it's also it's a a board breaker as well. So it's like it's not only is good going first, but it's 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 you you sometimes just need it to be able to play going second. Yeah, no, that's fire. Rivalry is a fucking crazy card, by the way. That card has been out since twenty like it's been out before twenty eleven. It's been out in twenty ten because I play Edison format right now, and it's it's out in that format too. But it has a bad ruling in that format. But Word. like it has been a plague since the dawn of time. I feel like, and a lot of people just sleep on it. Um, the fact that you main deck it is definitely different. I have not seen that. I've seen it sided, obviously, but I have not seen people blatantly main deck it and also play Mystic Mind. But also the fact that you're playing it with the intention of dodging hand traps that are really powerful. Everyone knows Sorso kind of loses the nib a lot of the time. Like your hands where you just have to go for it, right? Is like, well, if yeah. he has nib, it sucks. But I can't. I'd rather play into nib than to uh, try to make a subpar board to play around Nibiru. Like that, to me, that's just never the correct thing to do. Like if your hand can just like go off, 
if they have it, they have it. And I'm not going to be like, oh, like if he has, I'm going to make this this fake board that's kind of ass. And they're just going to win anyway. <sighs> like they'll just beat you. If you make a subpar board to play around Nibiru, like you'll just lose the game because your board isn't that good. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make yeah. sense to do that. So you kind of have to like, that's why I like that you play rivalry and like when you can play around Nib, you blatantly do, right? You have long one. I remember yeah. the one game you opened up, you start out long one, make Verone or whatever. And yeah. then from there, you do your combo. It's like, well, you can't do anything now. Like, yeah, I'm only going to negate nib. You could do anything else you want, but I'm, yeah. I'm not, like, I'll just. And if you have imperm nib, then obviously you're a god. And you, yeah, you yeah. deserve to win the whole tournament at that point. But yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so rivalry's broken. Rivalry, I, I know it's good going second because it breaks boards. Uh, I like the fact that what I didn't account for is that it's, it dodges some of the hand traps, some of the most important hand traps, and yeah. and Mystic Mind. Go ahead. No, it's, it it just dodges the two that beat you. Like it's yeah. my uh, like the rock and 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 the uh, the fiend the um token collector. Yep. Uh, and so you also play three droplet, which is another card for going second. Um, and it also is just honestly, even if you don't go second, you go first. That card's also just cracked. That card's insane. Yeah. Droplet, uh, no brainer on that one. Heavenly Dragon Circle. So I know some people don't play this card. Uh, do you think that this card is just because you play three of it? So you clearly feel very strongly about it. Yeah, um, um, and it dodges. It gets you out of Mystic Mind, apparently. So I think that that. <laughs> yeah, no, you. I feel like you. So, so like going into the. Uh, so in preparation for this for this uh, nationals, um, and and uh, I you have to you have to agree that like the the cards that you have to watch out for is like Calamity, Scythe, Mind, right? Yep. So it's like these are these are like you have to just kind of sit back and think about what's the problems right now. And it's yeah. like, it's calamities, scythe mine. Right. And, um, so calamities, they, they, they kind of get beat out if they don't put up a negate for just rivalry, rivalry alone, just like makes it so that you don't die. And as long as you don't die, you win the game. Yeah. Um, now, uh, scythe, um, so mining after a scythe or mining when they have like the dag, the scythe, the dag, the, um, what's it called? The uh, Hulk. Like the game is probably just over right there, because um, then you just get to do whatever you whatever you like, you know. Because yeah. um, so what ends up happening is like the TG won the magician, the Dagda, and then the Scythe comes up, but but the Scythe can't activate effect even if you have a token plus monster because they 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 control three monsters now while you control two the token and the and like whatever the level four monsters. So it's like it was like small shit like that, and then um, but yeah um. My fault. I completely lost myself. Right <laughs> well, we were just talking about like you know, I said, like you really feel strongly about obviously heavily in Dragon Circle and some yeah, of the yeah, other choices yeah. in the deck. So I mean, it makes sense because again, that's the card that I watched you literally win the finals with game one. Uh, yeah. Which to me, once you won game one, I thought, well, this shit's over. Like even no matter what happens, in game two, and he did end up winning game two. But I was like, I just knew once you got to go first game three, you were gonna fuck it up, and your hand game three was so outrageous like oh yeah. my god you yeah you did not have to like it was so so crazy it was like long one Verone. then i think you ended with baxia chichal and then you ended up with anti-spell fragrance i think droplet was set randomly yeah um and then you had a full hand too and i was like there is no fucking way he loses now like i could just tell you knew how to navigate and this is what i mean when games go longer than one one or two turns you just knew how to navigate every interaction and what was going to happen uh and anti-spell obviously just destroys sky striker but your opponent he played pretty well for what he had right like i was surprised that it wasn't an immediate handshake 
So when he was playing, I was like, man, this is kind of crazy. He had like double D barrier and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, you just held onto your resources and played really smart and you closed it out. Uh, games yeah. one and game three. Yeah, game game three. Um, so people ask me like, why didn't I black out pop the the the, the card across the, the across um the the skill drain or whatever? Um, well, the reason I had my hood on is because I had a, a, a stupid migraine and um ah. yeah and and but like I was just playing King of the Hill at that point because yes. I, I know that I know that the thing was that like even if he uses all his cards to play, like he can't get through you know like yeah because you have you have so much i think you ended the game you ended turn one with like plus four or five or some crazy like it was crazy you have so many cards. you have you literally had five cards on the field turn one uh you had three synchros i think and like two or three back row and then yeah. you also had cards in hand so i was like even if your opponent like you said even if he traded every single card he has for every card you have you still win yeah so it was it was just it was like yeah, just king of the king of the hill kind of thing. Yeah, it was just so you like, simplified it. Yeah, I like I didn't I really didn't want to think anymore. My head was just fucking like the. Yeah. Bro, you played a I lot of Yu-Gi-Oh. So what was Swiss? How many rounds? Eleven rounds of Swiss. Uh, yeah, eleven rounds of Swiss. And, and then, then top sixty-four. So 64, yeah. 32, 16, 8, top four, top two. Yeah, so you played damn near twenty rounds of Yu-Gi-Oh. Like yeah, almost twenty rounds of Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm sure, like you said, you got to the end. And you got your hood up and you're like, yo, I am mentally fatigued, but I still know these combos because I, thank God, practiced a lot and I just know yeah. exactly what I'm doing. And if it's going to come down to just king of the hill, uh, I don't got to get all fancy. I saw he did some imperm thing where he was like, oh, like yeah. that, that zone is negated. And it was like, OK, cool. Like you got me there. But at the end of the day, right, like yeah. I set it up so where I can't lose no matter what. And I think that's more important than like, yeah, everyone, you know, there's always going to be technical stuff, but nobody wins a tournament without misplaying. That's just not possible. Everyone, yeah. everyone who's ever played Yu-Gi-Oh! and who's ever won Yu-Gi-Oh! has definitely had a technical error or two in the tournament. I definitely have. Uh, I know literally everyone else has. So it's like, to me, I was like, I still, when that happened, I was like, I still don't see how Ryan gets out of this. Like I was like, that's just still, once he ends his turn, I just feel like it's a game. And, and that's exactly what happened. It was just game, so. Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, like I, I, I misplayed, but yeah. Um, yeah, and it happens. And it happens. Yeah, no. The thing, yeah. I mean, I'm not even gonna. I don't even care to justify. Exactly. It. You, <laughs> first of all, bro, you won nationals twice. Like who? Like who cares? Right? Like it's they can say what they want. At the end of the day, where were you at <laughs> during this tournament? Yeah. Like, catch up. <laughs> exactly. So I was gonna say uh, one. One of the funniest things to me is that you played 43 cards, yeah. and to me, your deck is literally Sword Soul. And then I, I don't know if this actually <laughs> happened. You know what I'm about to say. It's 43. So you know exactly where this is going. It looks to me like a sword salt deck. And somebody just said, yo, throw three mines on that bitch. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I want to nah. know at what point, at what point did you say, yeah, I'm maining Mystic Mine? Because nothing got cut. Like you played three of everything you could play three of, which I think is great. Like I love that. Except uh, the one guy, everybody plays two. Taya, everybody yeah. plays two Taya. You could play three, but nobody plays three. So that outside yeah. of him though, you played three of literally every other card that makes sense to play three of and then you just play three mystic mind which is so funny to me because like you other people are like oh i want to play 40 i gotta play 40 it looks like this deck was like yo i'm just throwing three minds on that bitch and i'm just gonna win this tournament and i don't know <laughs> i don't know how much you te- like did you test a lot with mine in the main deck or did oh, you yeah. is this- okay so you knew going into it i'm playing mine in the main deck this wasn't like a last minute decision right no, no, no. I was playing so so that Edison Regional, mm-hmm. that the, the game of choice joint. Um, yeah. I uh, 
I, I main three mine and three. I played the same forty three cards last month. <laughs> like, okay, so you know, this is this is literally the winning deck from that tournament as well. Yeah, and I and I told James, I was like, James is the star, and I was like, yo, uh, please, if if it's possible, not to post this, like you Ooh, know, smart. And um, but he, you know, he held it down. That's the that's um uh, my guy. Um, shout out to but, James Kyle. Uh, I've known him for a long time. I've I've known him since he was a kid. And seeing how far he's come in life and just in Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, owning his own store, holding these regionals that literally Gamer's Choice has the best prize support of any regional in the entire fucking world. It's not even close. This man gives out cases upon cases, all types of extra stuff. He also hosts Edison format events, like Edison format side events to play at. So like people like me who don't play modern Yu-Gi-Oh, but they can play other formats like that. I think that's amazing. Um... Yeah, shout out to James, shout out to Gamer's Choice. Really sick local, and just a sick, uh, you know, a, a really sick TO. I, I really like James. Yeah, no, he he he's honestly that that's also the reason why I kind of came back because like being able to play at Gamer's Choice. I needed I needed a place like so like my first one was Nebulas. Nebulas was very um, we it got was the like picture a up. hub a hub for that. You know, like it was like a lot of a lot of playing and it, even back then i was playing dueling network like i was playing a lot of dueling network with yep. tgs and then like consistently grind dueling network like every day yeah um but i had more time back then so yeah you were your kid so it's like yeah you, know, you got more time i see that your first win you have a nebulous t-shirt on which actually looks kind of fire <laughs> yeah yeah shout out to Sai. he uh he he you know that was his his whole thing um also i wanted to say this too so you know, when I met you, and most people know you from way back in the day, you had a lot of hair. Yeah. And, and now the the grown up version, uh, you you cut your hair off, and I'm like, yo, man, like, why'd you cut your hair? I just like ran, <laughs> just wondering what made you cut your hair. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, one, just a lot one to day, yeah, one day I was just like, you know what, fuck it, it is what it is. Like, just gotta change. Kinda, yeah. Keep evolving. I love that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with change. Uh, but you look so fucking young on the, this picture so people who are <laughs> people who are on our patreon right because people on patreon they can actually watch video versions of the podcast and Word. so they can see like the pictures we have up but on the left is your championship photo from 2011 july 17th 2011 and now we have the one on the right is july 17th 2022 which is so crazy july 17th that has to be the craziest luckiest number for you because yeah. like lightning struck twice a once and, a year tournament go ahead and i won at 17 my first time you were 17, 17 the first time so that told okay, yeah. so that tells me how old you are now 11 years to do the math <laughs> yeah 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 that's so. A, yeah that's crazy so you won before you were even an adult like you were 17 you are not legally an adult yet and then yeah. now yeah. You, you did it as a man that's great that's great uh well, yeah. we talked about this a little bit on um, facebook messenger yeah. but you were saying i'm gonna read this out loud is the message you sent me you said i was thinking about the difference between Yu-Gi-Oh back then and now like which yeah. is better and you said it's actually hard to say, also hard to compare, but I think it's an interesting topic. I think the big thing is, back then, you had six-month formats, which allowed people to master their decks, which provided excellent play, but comparing it to now, you have to pick up a deck, learn the ins and outs and lines, uh, just to defeat boards in, like, two weeks or something. So, basically, you're saying back then, formats were longer, right? Like, you know, back in 2011, 2012, that era, formats lasted six months, and we knew they lasted six months, and there was a lot of time. So like, oh, I'm playing X-Sabers and you got all this time to figure out everything, right? Whereas now decks come out way faster. They're so powerful now too. So you got to know them. Like you can't, I feel like back then you used to also be able to ignore decks. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. 
yeah, like certain decks will come out. For example, I think uh, Jeff played Nordics at uh, YCS Charlotte, I think it was, 2011. Like, he played Nordics, and I think he almost topped. Like, he went, like, X2 or something. Um, he almost topped with Nordics. And that's a deck where, I'm going to be honest, I didn't test against it at all. Didn't play with it at all. I read the cards a little bit, like, just a bare minimum. I was like, oh, this seemed ass. And I just completely disregarded it. And yeah. I, I got away with it, though. Like, I was able to top, I topped that event with Dragoonity, which also was a new deck. And people, I would hope that people knew what Dragoonity was, because that deck was actually, like, decent, and it was a starter deck. But, like, yeah. certain decks, you could literally say, I don't fucking care. I don't need to know what these cards do. And now, I just feel like when I've come back to Yu-Gi-Oh!, like going to my locals and seeing people play, I've seen 20 decks, and all yeah. of them can kill you. I mean, all of them. Yeah. Like, it is crazy to me. Uh, the Dragon Maid deck that Kenny plays, you have Attic Nister, which puts up a fucking Towers turn one that you can't beat, and you just lose to it. Shadal yeah. Dogmatica can kill you. Um, yeah. literally every, like every deck that like, and these are all decks that are not considered the sore souls and all that. Like they're not the tier one decks, but they're like tier two, but they still just kill you if you don't do anything or you don't know what you're doing. And yeah. that didn't exist back then really. Like that was, that would happen every once in a while where somebody would come out of nowhere with a deck like TG, a deck like Gravekeeper. And they do, they do well at a tournament. And everybody's like, Oh shit. I didn't even know this was a deck. Now I just feel like you have to actually know, you gotta know yeah. like what's happening with everything. I'm actually curious. You mentioned Sword Soul. Uh, unless something changed, I wasn't actively keeping up the current current meta. But I know, like within the last couple of months, people don't even really consider Sword Soul like a tier one deck. Yeah, they yeah. thought it was. They thought it wasn't. Yeah. And I guess it's maybe because the typical deck list people play is the deck that you said you play, Hansel. That was like you were like, "Oh, this is kind of ass," and then you went into the lab and fine tuned it and deck built it to like where you were like, "Oh no, I'm going to win this event." <laughs> Yeah. yeah. One thing I don't like, and I, I don't know how you feel about this too, but I, from a deck building perspective, and I'm not the best deck builder in the world, uh, I've gotten a lot better at it over the years, but it's never been a thing that I'm like super known for. I can just, I just know how to top tournaments because I'm really good as a technical player. Like I'm a really, really good technical player. That's like my skill, right? I'm really yeah. analytical. But as far as deck building goes, I never liked the, this new era of playing 15, 18 hand traps. I hate that. I fucking hate that. Like that, no. go ahead. No, I agree. I, but but you have to um, I, I get that's like so it's it's like the never ending battle. I just had like I, I always have conversations with like um my friends about it. But I think it's actually healthier for the game because um the thing is that if we were to go to a like 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 let's say if we ban scythe right yeah um and and get rid of that problematic card right. And now people don't necessarily have to play all these hand traps. But what ends up happening is decks are going to be a bunch of extenders, right? It's like, yep. fuck, you can just fuck play, a hand trap. You just play all these crazy extenders. Yeah, yeah, of course, right? And But now but now the, the flaw in that is you lose the dyro. And now I'm, I'm, I'm throwing all my extenders on the board, right? And building this crazy board that you can't beat now. And now, now you have to figure it out, you know? Like, now yeah. you're... You get one extra card, but now you have to deal with like the power creep of Yu-Gi-Oh. That so like I have these, yeah, yeah. all this, these monsters with these crazy effects that protect each other. And I know yeah. I totally understand that, but you know what I also think too. Contrary to that, a little bit, they have printed some crazy go second cards in the last couple of years, and I'm talking about recent. Like I feel like evenly matched Mystic Mind, Forbidden Droplet. Uh, what's the other one? Dark Ruler No More. Yeah, Nib. 
those cards, the go lightning storm, those ghost second cards are so outrageously powerful now that it's it's interesting to think about what the game would be like without hand traps. Because on one hand, sure, if there's no hand, if there's not a lot of hand traps, then you're playing a format where everybody can play a bunch of extenders. At the same time, though, those decks that play all those extenders and set up these crazy boards tend to lose to people who are just playing like main deck evenly match, main deck lightning storm, main deck infinite permanence, and all. You know what I mean? Like they just play these crazy turn two board breaking cards um yeah yeah but then then so like so like now now you you've you've you you've obviously ah, you obviously had a lot of success and you know that these those kind of decks with these like hard going second cards don't do well like i like i feel like the the objective of deck building for me at least is building the deck to win the event not mm -hmm building a deck to top so if you want to top an event yeah you can probably get away with playing these going second cards and like catch sneak people you know yep but like once you get the top cut people know what you play and, and uh, that's yeah that's another thing like people know what you play and then they make you go first and then you have lightning storm and evenly matching your hand yeah and and the game is over and it's like damn because now their hand is full of extenders and you have these, <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah. it's like so it's like it now now that's like the 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 you know the real like that's the reality of it so it's like now that being said it's like is is mystic mind that bad is is scythe really that bad you know what i mean like yeah. it's like and and like you need these so now is hand traps really that bad you know what i mean so it's yeah. like you, you you start to question all this and um yeah hand traps help to combat how powerful the cards are now right like yeah. without nibiru sore soul would just be the absolute best deck like if that card did not exist at all yeah. you guys will be because uh, i think jerry somebody showed me a combo at philly and this is really basic right so like forgive me if i butcher this but there is a source old monster that came out i think he's 10 stars so you could make him a baron but he's like yeah. you draw a car when you synchro and yes. there's some broken ass turn one play where you could summon him then summon i think chicha or whatever and you draw two cards one from moye and one from that other guy and then you search and it's like it's super game if you do that it's like super game but the problem is with that play i think it plays in a nibiru and yes. And so if Nibiru didn't exist, you could just open up turn one and start doing that play and you know that nothing can happen. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, yeah, go ahead. There's so, so there's actually a play where um, if you open up two Tenyis, which is like Ashina plus Adhara or, or Vishuda okay. and, and, and Emergence, right? So it's like, it's a, it's a three card combo, but the thing is that it actually checks for everything. So like, um, I was doing that at the event as well. Like it's especially summon Ashina, you make the monk, especially summon Vishuda, then you banish Ashina, summon out Adhara, you synchro to Boxia, Boxia pop monk, and then you bring up Adhara. So now your board is Adhara, Boxia. Now, yeah. now here typically people are thinking you're going for a Chow Fang line, which which means that they can't wouldn't be able to use their light monster effects, right? Right. Because you make make Chow Fang with the light uh, Boxia. Now, so now you activate Emergence, right? Because you, you banished for Ashna, so they don't have Ash. They, they would have Ashed you because you summoned the worst card. You summoned Vishuda or Adhara or whatever, right. you know? Um, so now you activate Emergence. Emergence resolves. You search Taya. Summon Taya. Taya effect banish Emergence, right? And now Emergence of... You get a token, Emergence effect. You boost up Boxia to level 9. And now, you know, you, you checked for Ash. You checked for Valor Imperm. You check you checked for Nibiru. Now you make now nine and nine and one, you make the level ten guy. Mm -hmm. the, the one we just spoke of. Then you make a second boxia with the Taya. 
And now, oh, sorry, I skipped a step. Um, the token Taya, you banish Adhara, Adhara gets you a worm. So that way you don't even have to have a, another worm to reveal off your Moye that your Taya is going to dump. You make Boxia again, Boxia pop itself, bring up Moye, Moye reveal the worm you just added off of Adhara, make token, token into Shisha, draw two. So it's like small plays like that where it checks every box. Yeah, and that's broken because... Uh, the one thing that is from the outside looking in, the thing that makes Yu-Gi-Oh, I always say what separates, because the same people are still topping events, right? Like, no matter what the format is, no matter how bad or whatever, at the end of the day, there's like a group of, let's say a pool of like 50 to 70 players who are the main guys topping all the time. And you have to ask yourself, well, what's separating them from everybody else? Like, obviously, people on the outside will just blame it on metrics that they don't understand or they'll just say oh they're cheating or something stupid like that right but then when i hear people like you speak and you go through a play like that where you literally were going through a checklist in your head like that's how Yu-Gi-Oh should be played it should be played in a sense of i'm not just blindly fucking comboing off and hoping to god that my opponent doesn't have this card i'm literally checking and if he hasn't then play it then i mean he's just gonna lose anyway and if he's smart, he'll play exactly when I presented the opportunity, the best possible opportunity to do it. And if we get past that, it's like you check it off in your head, you check it off in your head, you check it off in your head. And I'm sure that you're going through these drills so much that you know, okay, well, what if he didn't use it right here? What if he waited until this point? It was like, well, this is not a choke point anymore. Like if you do it yeah. here, it just doesn't matter. So I like the fact that you have a checklist in your head of ways to pilot this deck um, to play around every hand trap or the ones that matter per se. Um, yeah, I I, f- I feel like uh, yeah, that's that's I feel like going into events now, you have to just know what hurts you, and then mm-hmm. and then play accordingly. It's it's you know. So what do you think about this pass? Because now the format's over. After nationals, I always say like that's it for that whole you know that whole format of Yu Gi Oh is done. And we're we're about to get into this whole splite thing. But before we even talk about that, I was gonna say what do you what do you, how did you feel about the format for nationals as a whole? Like were you feeling Obviously, I think you felt confident because you had just won a regional. Um, but before, let's say before you won that regional, before you had the Sword Soul deck that won the, the Nationals and the regional, like you had played in other tournaments probably and, you know, maybe they didn't go your way or maybe you were like, oh, it's, it's because I did this wrong or I did this wrong. Like, how did you feel about the format prior to Nationals and prior to that regional? So I, I was still I was still confident. Um I, Mystic Mind isn't new to the the like my whole the what I was doing. I, I think I was citing it at the time. Yeah. But but I I've been citing it since like since I got back into the game. I got back in uh, January of this year. Okay. I started playing again, and I read that I read the card Mystic Mind. And then I started reading Boxia and stuff like that. And then I started thinking about like how to be able to like use that with the combo because I felt like but mine was a powerful card and mine. During that time, beat the bird deck, the um, their list or whatever. Yeah, bird up. Yeah, so yeah. so like, I I just wanted to be able to like use all these kind of um cards to my advantage, um, but so so I that's that's where my confidence came from because it's not I wasn't new to Mystic Mind and Sword So, and um, that's when I was like you know I I I felt so confident in the game and so good about the game, I even invited like friends who haven't played Yu-Gi-Oh in forever. I like I got uh Marcus to come back. I got like Roland to come back. And I and, and like and I would tell them like yo like you know why you're coming back though. Like you know like yeah I'm bringing you back cuz you know you got to see this like you know uh like you know you know fucking around and yeah, shit. Yeah, you got to see me win again. 
<laughs> and they did. Yes. They really did, though. That's the crazy part. So, so like, yeah, like, um, those are those are my second place friends, you know. <laughs> oh shit! They're, they're my second place buddies. Um, I love a good yo. I got I, I grew up with a second place buddy myself. You know, I got, I got my second place buddies as well. I got Sean McKay. Yeah, we love so, it. We love our second place buddies. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's and 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 by all means, I'm not saying that's like brag or anything. It's, yeah, it's yeah. more it's more motivation. I want. I at the end of the day, I, I again, I told I told everyone, I was like, yo, bro. If none of my friends win within this year, I'm just gonna quit again. Cause like I don't even want to play to win anymore. I yeah. just like if if I just want to see one of my friends. I want to be at the event when one of my friends win. Um, yeah, that's so, a good feeling. So, yeah, it's I I need it, I need it to happen. Last time it was TJ, and that's why I fuck with TJ so much. Uh, he went undefeated. That is crazy. Yeah, TJ shout really did that TJ. shit. Yeah, shout out to TJ. I actually watched the Duck Profile, or I watched a little bit of it, but then I stopped because I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to hear your answers to certain questions. They started asking you questions about the deck, and I was like, I want to just ask you myself and just get an authentic answer that I'm not prepared. Like I already know you're going to say this, right? Um, but I saw the beginning of it where he was like, "No, it's all TJ. He's my manager," and I started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, TJ is great. Yeah. I got to get TJ on here too. So I think I think real soon we're going to have TJ on here because I do want to talk to him about Yu Gi Oh. But I love. In general, the whole New Jersey, New York crew, um, you guys are like a big ass family to me. Like when you guys win, it is unlike any other fucking Yu-Gi-Oh players winning. Uh, it is so different. Like the way you guys stormed the stage, I was so afraid. I was like, Konami might draw and like get mad because like New Yorkers don't care. Like they y'all just a different breed and like y'all stormed the stage on camera. That shit was so fire to me though. I see like Anke and everybody like all hugging you and everything. It's just cool. I see like Sean Coover's there and everything. It was great. Like I just yeah. love, I love New York's energy. Uh, my dad is born and raised in New York. And so yeah. I have like that. I have that energy. Like that energy is in me. Like, I, you know, I'm born and raised in Philly, but like yeah. it's not far from New York. And obviously I've, I've been knowing New York players for my whole Yu-Gi-Oh life. You, you can't not, uh, especially living this close to the sun. So it's like, it's just amazing. Like New York is just one of those great places. And I was just there yesterday, as you know. Yeah. But yeah. I, I mean, I feel, I feel like it's needed though. I feel like, that that's what the games are missing. It's like, yo, it's it's you, you know, like a lot of us New Yorkers, we don't really talk much about about like this is this is the most I talk ever. Like this is yes. the most Yu Gi Oh I would ever talk. It's crazy. <laughs> it's been an hour and five minutes. I have never ever heard you on anything this long like ever. This is this is an exclusive yeah. interview that like never has happened. Yeah, like I don't I, I don't even like doing deck profiles or anything like that. Like um that's not me i only did it because it's, it's you you know what i mean yeah so. no you said like i'm only doing this because it's you and i i really appreciate that by the way I, like i said that is to me this is so fire because you're one of those players you have a mystique to you like you you mccabe um and a couple other people who are like really really good players but they don't do a lot of press like they don't do a whole bunch of like posting online they're not the most like loud people um but they're like really really good and people might sleep on them which is their mistake like that's their mistake but it's like yeah you're one of those people who i consider to be a sleeper where if i play against you like i don't want to play against you like i'm not going to be like oh yeah i gotta play against this guy like no i don't fucking want to play against this guy because he knows what he's doing and he's quiet about it like i think that those are the assassins like the people you sit down and they don't they don't do a whole bunch of talking they just kind of play and they just get shit done like you like you said you have a checklist in your head your opponents don't know that like you are playing cards and you're looking at them waiting for a response and you're yeah. like, okay, if you do this, I'm just going to do this instead now. Uh, yeah. So I, I really like, I, I respect you guys. But yeah, New York. So it's like the the culture there, 
one of the things that I find to be so funny and so great about New York also is that uh, everyone there is like so... You talk about confidence. New Yorkers are confident. Like they're very... You guys just believe in yourselves like no other person. I think that's important also in a game like this um, where it's just having self-confidence goes a long way. But I know one thing about New Yorkers, no matter if they are literally terrible or not they think that they are the best players in the fucking world and i think that is just like that is that is necessary like you need to believe in yourself before anybody else does yeah of course i mean but that goes for anything like if you're entering any kind of competition in general i feel like if you don't if you don't believe that you're gonna do well then then like you know maybe maybe it's not for you like yeah you know that's why all those messages you have of uh you telling people like look i'm gonna win this weekend and you gotta kiss both trophies you gotta <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that, that that was that was that was last month uh but yeah no for sure like at the end of the day you know it is what it is and um you just have to have that kind of energy yeah. uh, i and i get I, you're right i get it i get it from new york and and i it's funny because new school Yu-Gi-Oh players it's it's like kind of weird to see you know what what it has evolved to because like i remember back in the day it would be like um everyone would kind of be to themselves and like they were like and like there was like the deck builder like you know shane is known for like being that guy you know what i mean yes um from back in the day uh and then and then after him i felt like the notable guy was like pat pat like you know building decks but uh in terms of new york we would all just be super quiet. Now I feel like there's like a, a bunch of like little, like, you know, there's a lot of teams going like a lot of team things going on after ARG. Yep. Cause I left during ARG, you know what I mean? Was yeah. the thing. And then I don't even know, bro. I don't even know what, like, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm yeah. so out the loop. Like, I'm, bro, dude. you ain't the only one. There's a lot of teams now and I see yeah. like the good players are on them, but I don't really know the teams anymore. Like I used to yeah. know, I used to know the team. I used to know overdose. I used to know super friends this is way back in the day. I used to yeah. know super friends, comic odyssey. I grew right. up studying the metagame.com. I grew up like studying all that stuff. And then, in the weirdest way, I ended up becoming like the thing I studied. Like I, ARG was like one of those crazy big monster teams. And then obviously I quit for a long ass time. Like I quit for five or six years. And now there's all these other teams out here. And I don't really know like all the players on the team, but I know that they're, they're doing their thing. Like they're just out here getting it. Like they're topping a bunch. They're deck building. Like you said, there's yeah. the Shane, there's the Patricks. Now you got like, I think Hani Jawari is one of the players who's known for really good deck building now. Jesse Cotton, of course. Um, and then some people who i probably don't even like those two i know but i don't there's a i'm sure there's more and i just have no idea so sorry to you guys but like shout out to all the deck builds out there who are keeping the game alive and yeah we're we're not just playing a japanese meta yeah like and 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 yeah it's it's dope i I love it you know what i mean yeah um what i was gonna say was uh you need a uh, you need to come play current format bro you think i should do it (laughs) (laughs) you think i should do it I'm, a, I'm like, bro. Just you, the thing is that I need, I need, I need you to to get that second one. You know I know. I, mean? I thought about it too. I was like, damn. So now I've seen Steve Silverman, right? Yeah. Get a second win, and I've seen you get a second win. And you guys are both people who quit Yu Gi Oh, like me. And yeah. then you guys came back and won. And not even that. Like it's kind of scary how fast y'all won. Like that. That to me is the reason why that's so insane to me is because it's like people haven't had to play against you guys for years or like, you know, seriously play against you guys for years. And just you coming back into the game is a problem. Like you going through Swiss is another person that somebody could sit across from and be like, they're good, but they just lose to you because you're also good or better. 
And that's such a cool concept to be like, this player existing, like, for example, I saw this with Tommy Rowe. Tommy Rowe didn't play for a long ass time. And now he came back and he got second place at a YCS immediately. And I was like, that's fucking nuts. Like, you yeah, come back, you went not on anybody's radar at first. Right? Yeah, it's like I'm you come back. I kind of think you're a joke. Back, he's not on radar. Like, yeah, yeah when you not... first come back, I would think you're kind of a joke. I'll be like, yo, you don't know what a link is. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'll be, I, you don't make all these jokes. I had to figure it out. I, and, bro, I had to figure it out. I didn't know how to link someone and shit like that. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? I, it, I, I like I like having to learn something yeah. new. But, um, so you think bro, I, I got, do it? I got, yeah, bro, of course, dude. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's not even, it's not even a, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it, the proof is in the pudding. Like, it's there. You know what I mean? You got, <laughs> yeah. you got the blood. You got, you know I got what I mean? Got, yeah. <laughs> but, yo, bro, and back to your, uh, like, quitting and coming back. Well, you, you're more of like a notable name. Like, you know, you got your name out there and yeah. everyone. But for me, bro, somebody in Top 8 called me a random. <laughs> like, <What? laughs> and, and, I, and, I, and I was just like, you know what? Like, <laughs> It's you could cool. have it. I, like you can, yeah, but I, look now you now you're the random with two nationals wins again the only say, player in history funny is that you look at the person across from you you call him a random and then like when the tournament's over your boy goes like you realize he won nationals before right like you know what I mean Hansel is in literally the only like you are in a category that no one else is in it's literally you by yourself it's funny Nazar yeah. Nazar commented so, random. You random Nazar, <laughs> Nazar commented under one of I don't know if it was your post or it was TJ's post. Somebody made a post. Yeah. And Nazar commented and said something like, um, oh, I was waiting for somebody else to do it with the two wins. I was lonely yeah. here, or something like that, right? And yeah. in my head, I was thinking to myself, like, did you just compare yourself to two Nats wins? Because that's not the same thing. Like, <laughs> you won two YCS, and a lot of people won two YCS from New York. Like, a lot. Yeah. Like, New York actually might have the most two-time YCS winners in history. Uh, and, uh, like, no cap. I was thinking about it the other day while I was in the shower. I was like, I don't think about, like, Shane, Paul, like, uh, Steve Harris. Like, I was just going through all the names. I was like, Jerry yeah, Wang. Jerry Wang won three. I'm like, yo, New York has a lot of people who double popped. And yeah. so I'm like, Nazar, like, you're, you know, New Jersey, New York player double pop great obviously that's great but i was thinking yeah. like don't compare yourself to the fucking goat like this man won nationals twice like i cannot express enough how insane it is to win that tournament is once a year and sometimes it's not even in the year in the last two yeah. years we haven't had it so like yeah. if you won the first well, this is the first nationals back right like isn't this the first one yeah yeah it's the first one back yeah so the I last nationals was like 2019 love. I love the fact that somebody called you a random. And yeah, that's me. wild. Like, that is I'm, so but bro, honestly, crazy. though, that's the funny thing about quitting Yu-Gi-Oh! and coming back to it because, again, like, he he's not the loudest player and never was. Like, you're not the kind of guy. Like, obviously, with your friends, you, we all joke and stuff like that, right? Like, you joke yeah. with your friends and we have... But, like, you're not a person that just, like, brags to random people or like yeah. talks crazy shit to randoms so to yeah. me it's funny when people don't know who you are because they just don't know they didn't do their homework or they just wasn't around they might be they might have been a kid when you in 2011 yeah. when that's literally now 11 years ago like i won 12 years ago it's fucking ancient now so people don't might not know us and it's just kind of funny because you are literally in a tier of your own now like you have no choice but to know who i am now like i'm your fucking national champion <laughs> or He'll just wait another eleven years. Yes, another eleven. If he does it again on July seventeenth, twenty twenty or twenty thirty three, like that would just be yeah. fucking nuts. But I think that that is so cool because you know you got a people, a bunch of people who like I call them uh, people who can't close. Like there are there's the people who got second a lot. Shout out to them too. I mean that's still a that's still a feat in itself. But clearly, yeah. um, you said I'm not settling for second, and you don't know anything about that club. You know, nah, I, I, you know, 
I don't. I, I you know, I, I like the thing is, I, I, I heard somebody say, um, I heard someone say, yo, like, there's no difference between first and second, like, no, nah, that's like, And I said, yeah, that's I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's. That sounds like somebody who never won. That's definitely. <laughs> I'll tell you this: people don't even remember who got second most of the time. Like, and that's that's no shade, but like, people literally don't remember. Like, if you go through all the YCS that people have won, and you'd be like, who got second at that? And people like look up. They were like, I forget who got. I think Sorso got second, but they won't yeah. know the. They don't really know who, right? Like, it's like unless you're like some super notable player. But for the most yeah. part, even sometimes if you're super notable, people still might not know who got second at that event. So I think yeah. there's a huge difference. And obviously, look at the fucking trophy you're holding, like that. You got the number two up, like you got the trophy. It's it's insane. Also, let's let's wrap this up. You know, we we had you now um, for almost an hour and a half, and I know you have. Oh, a, a, oh, before we wrap up, I do want to ask a quick question. Yeah, I I, I want to do I'm one real- thing too. Go ahead. Unrelated to Yu-Gi-Oh, right? right? I'll give you a break from the Yu-Gi-Oh talk. I saw your Discord icon was my big homie Himura Kenshin. Yeah, you know, yeah. We're a bunch of fucking nerds. So I just wanted to ask, um, if is Kenshin like one of your favorite anime or manga? Uh, yeah. Um, I kind of, I kind of grew up on it. Um, I don't, I'm not like super big on anime. Like, I can't. I'm not gonna sit here and cap, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, like. For sure, I, I remember growing up. My brother, my older brothers, would just throw it on. Like, like I would watch Kenshin before going to play Yu-Gi-Oh. Like that was my like, yeah, 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 yeah. And and like, so that was my shit. And and it's funny enough because like I fuck with Kenshin heavy, and I feel like that's what made me want to fuck with Sword So because it's like you know what I mean. That's and, sick. So it's like, it, it's it, it, I know it's like super. You know what I mean? It, nah, it's dope. That's dope yeah, as fuck. That's my that's my guy for sure. That's okay. actually kind of cool too. You have the uh the Kenshin and Sword Soul through line there with the swords <laughs> and everything. That's dope. Never thought about that. Uh I wanted to say I want to give you an opportunity to just give out like shout outs to anybody you want to give shout outs to, any locals or anything you wanna just give a shout out to before you go. Uh shout out gamers choice. Uh shout outs to uh, YM CMD. That's that's my that's my gang. It's not. It's like I don't. I feel like everyone quit Yu-Gi-Oh except like Dave and Andrew. But yeah. you know, those those are those are my guys. They still play. Um, Andrew, are you talking about Andrew Pollard? Yeah, he, he he, he's back. What? He's back. I haven't seen him in fucking years. Yeah, bro. So he he you know, and that's kind of what made me want to play again. It's like, yo, bro, I'm linking up with people I haven't seen in forever and shit. Like that. I'm coming crazy. to the. Uh, I heard there's another Edison Regional Gamer Choice John in like August. Yeah, uh, my friend Xavier just told me about it yesterday while we were in New York. So I said, "Well, I'm probably gonna go to that because the last one that they had, I didn't go to because I didn't know until the week of. Like it literally. So Shannon Baxter was at, he was in Philly for like that week, and yeah. I know he was like, "Oh, I'm going to a regional this weekend." I was like, "Where is it?" He was like, "Edison." I said, "I didn't even fucking know that there was Edison. I, I would have went, but I made plans, so yeah. I, didn't, I didn't end up going. But this one that's coming up, I think it's like the first week of August or something like that, or second week of August. Uh, yeah. They have Edison I, format." Yes, they have Edison that's format. Cool. That's cool that uh, they were like, you know what, fuck it. There's a format that's going around right now named after Edison. We gotta have the Edison format. And I think <laughs> it's in the same exact place where the tournament was held all those years ago, too. So it's kind of... Yes. Yeah, it has that energy still there. Like, when I was there uh, one time, I think it was like April or something, April or May, when I was there, I felt it. I was like, this room, like, I can literally feel like the... I, I, I played in Edison. I actually went... This crazy thing is, I went 9-2 and two at the actual right. Shonen Jump, and I got 34th place. So, Oof. like... I just didn't talk. That would have been my first time mind you. Um, and it's just crazy that like I missed it by two spots and I was heartbroken, obviously, but then I ended up winning that year 
at the end of the yeah. year. So it's like, it, you know, it made up for it. I was like, all right, well, I'll take that disappointment if it means that I get to have the fucking the, the trophy at the end of the day. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, then you, you take those. You yeah, know what I mean? you take it. It's like everybody goes to those bad beast stores. Everybody has had a record where they're like, damn, I thought I did good. Or you, your deck, you knew your deck was better than everybody else's, but like sometimes you play against some bullshit round one or two and then it's like, yeah, this matchup is ass. But um, yeah, that's that's that that's like the difference between building a deck to to win yep. and then building a deck to top. Like you can get through Swiss, but like you might not get through top cut. Yeah, you know I like I mean? how you and, said and, people know what you're playing in top cut. Like I'm gonna make you go first when you go second cards. Yeah, but um, there's one thing I wanted to say. Got it. Uh, um, so 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 Fraser, I heard I heard you're not the best player out of LaSalle. <laughs> <laughs> the the best player out of LaSalle now. Who's the best player out of LaSalle? david z everett <laughs> oh my god I've, yo how's dave been though because I, I i actually miss dave uh i haven't seen him in a long time but dave is dave is one of the goats i love dave yo yeah nah he just he you know i mean he um he he, he fucks with your, your podcast and shit he's good he's yeah. chilling like i gotta reach out to dave i hope he comes if he comes to edison next month i'll be there word I, i'll tell him to pull up um yeah he should pull pro- up I'll be there. I'm. I'm probably not even gonna play, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, definitely don't play. Do not. Please don't play. I, I'm. I'm begging you. Please don't play. I feel like when you just won a tournament, like especially like on this level, you just gotta not play. Like you gotta show up though, but you don't play. Yeah. You don't I'm, give I'm people gonna... a chance to beat you. Like you gotta. You gotta just be like the undefeated god right now. Like you have to <laughs> sulk in there. Like I need you to just be like a presence in a room. Nah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm uh, the only reason I'm. The only reason I'm not gonna play i like i don't i don't i actually don't mind like losing i feel like yeah, yeah. Losing, losing you learn right so it's like yeah also i'm just talking my shit like i just like yeah. but i do i do have this thing where i really like there's like again i said earlier in this podcast you have a certain mystique to you like a lot of people just don't know anything about you and right. that's that's actually a good thing right in a, in a way and i also think that it's one of those things that makes you like it kind of makes you like again mysterious. You just have like a mysterious thing going on where like, I never played him, but like he fucking won nationals twice. So clearly he's a god. Like he has to be a god on some level because how do you like who wins nationals twice? Like that shit is so hard. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't even know. Who, yeah, now there's exactly one name they can give. Yeah, there's yeah. one name, the random. <laughs> yeah, the, the literally the random. I was, yo, bro, hey, he was a little kid though. I feel like I, I say like, he, he wasn't born. Like, he wasn't. He I, wasn't around. He was probably like a. Yeah, that, he was a little kid. But I mean, I, I, I'm, I fucked up. I shouldn't have said that because the thing was, I noticed that I said it in top eight. So yeah, somebody would probably figure out who it was. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I didn't want to. You know, I didn't want to put anybody in top. You know what's like, funny you know? though is that you had that hood on, and I saw you posting pictures of Anakin Skywalker uh, killing yeah. the, killing the younglings. <laughs> And now I'm thinking about this kid who was like, who's that random? And then yeah. you got the fucking lightsaber on, like, you're going to find out real soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, nah, so, so, so the whole thing, so like, all right, the hoodie, it, that's a, it's a Rick Owens hoodie. So it's not, it's not even a, it was, it's, it's, that's like fashion, but yes. um, the reason I had it on is like, bro, it, one, one, like Swiss rounds is cold as fuck. And then, yes. and then, and then one, my head started hurting and I have, and it protects my eyes from all the light. So it's yeah. like, it's not even, it's not you even. You had migraines, which. Yeah. Trying to play a game, like a thinking game like Yu-Gi-Oh! All the way to the finals and then winning with a migraine. Like that couldn't have been fun. Yeah. Oh, no. Nah, yeah. That, that, it was, that was brutal. Um, but yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, so like, whatever. It don't, it don't even matter. That, shout out to that kid. Hopefully he, he does well. And, and like, you know, 
Yeah, I uh, mean, so this kid was in, he was in top eight. Yes, oh, I yeah. believe. So, yeah, he, oh, yeah, he, no, a hundred, a hundred percent. He was in top eight because he he also hit me with another disrespectful line that I won't, I won't, I won't even say it on this because, oh. bro, I, I, I was just like, damn, like, yo, like, I, it's funny because TJ, TJ started because TJ, TJ was there. He TJ was the one that told me he called me a random, and I, I laughed, and then, and then the kid hits me with like another disrespectful line and i'm like wow like these little kids wait are, wait wait are something I, think I, I know who this is i think is he a short <laughs> little chubby fat kid black kid no 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 Oh, no, okay no. i thought i all right i thought i i thought i knew who you were talking about never mind never mind i don't know who this is or and, maybe i do but and i'm just sitting there like yo this is not life like this yo. is real life the kids are crazy now uh, they, they yeah. shake that shit and they talk shit too that's right yeah, they I will mean, shit that shit and talk shit. It's it's a definitely definitely a different era. Um, yes. and he, he would have got up and started dancing to drill music, yo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like imagine that. That would have been insane. He makes a TikTok on stage, like that yo, what? I'm surprised nobody did that, honestly. Yeah, no, 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 no. I only got one question for you um, before we go, and you kind of answered this already, but I still want to ask it because. So there's a there's a thing like you say like oh I'm gonna win this tournament right and a lot a lot of people do that like there's 1800 players who went to that nationals and I bet a thousand of them said I'm gonna win, but like yeah. you 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 are the guy who actually did it now when you were in top four right yeah I think mm-hmm. that's when you played against Pascal right um, yeah when you were sitting there did you say to yourself like I'm I'm really about to win this shit though like I'm gonna win this entire event like when you were sitting there and like Bruh, I, I I was out so. In top thirty-two, when they ask you to strike a pose, I, I hit the trophy pose. That's the only pose I know. So it's like <laughs> the only so, pose I know. So, 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 like, I, like the confidence was there. Like, I, I, yeah. I, you know what I mean. Um, but that's that's not even for anybody but myself. Like, I need to hype myself up. Yeah, you know, I think that so, yeah, for sure. So, so it's like it's not even it's not even what what like I feel like anybody can twist anything. But like at the end of the day, it was just I gotta hype myself up to feel good. Um, and during top four, I actually told Pascal before going up because like I don't know him well, but I know I like I fuck with Carl, yeah, I know Carl. and Christian, like you know what I mean. Yeah. So like he's just a homie off off of love, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. um, I told him I was like, "Yo, bro, to be honest with you, whoever wins this match right here is gonna win, win the, the tournament. Win the, win the tournament." I said and, the same thing to Nazar in 2012. Dallas YCS top eight. Me and Nazar are playing, and I was like. Whoever, because it's a feature match, I was like, whoever wins this top eight match between me and you, it was a Dino Rabbit Mirror match. I said, whoever wins this is winning the entire YCS. And then yeah. I, he he won game three and he won the entire YCS. I literally, I felt it. I was like, if I win this, if I beat Nazar, I'm going to be another YCS champion. Like I knew it. Yeah. Um, so no, yeah. You feel it, like you know yeah. what I mean. Like you, you're you like you, you look around, try. you're like, it's no disrespect to y'all, but I'm gonna win again. Like I'm yeah. just gonna win again, so I know what you mean. Like, is what you get to the point where it's like it's only one opponent that matters, and it's like after I get through that person, that's it. There's nobody else. So, yeah, so, uh, I need to see this trophy pose with no trophy though. <laughs> I'm sure it's I'm sure it's there online somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's on stream. It's like I, I held it up. At, like I think top thirty two. I, I just like you know I held it up, and then I think in uh, top four. When I got another like feature match, I I threw up the number two, so people understood like yo like it's not it's not 
I'm not showing you the, the, the first one. I'm coming for the second. That's so, <laughs> That's so fire. All right. Before we get out of here, guys, as always, I want to give a shout out to our patrons over at Patreon. So if you want to watch this episode of the podcast, uh, if you want to see the video version of it, we have video versions of all of our podcast episodes at I Am Their Podcast on Patreon.com. Uh, you can subscribe there. We have different tier levels, and it gets you access to our Discord server, the I Am Their Podcast Discord. We talk about anime. We talk about Marvel. We talk about, obviously, Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, there's a whole bunch of stuff. And also some of the tiers unlock the ability to actually duel versus me or Kenny and Yu-Gi-Oh. There's all types of exclusive content episodes that literally drop only on Patreon. You can only get them through Patreon. Uh, so check that out if you're interested, but for the people who are already subscribed and, uh, you know, actually paying for the podcast, thank you so much. It goes a long way. We have Connie, Austin, Leon, Quest, Garen, Xavier, Hylian, TCG Automotive, Silver Chronic, Tyree Tinsley, Dimitri Barnes, Alexander Brissett, Vinny Casello, Giovanni Avelos, Alex Flamer, Henri Reynolds, CJ, Dad one Saul at Dabbers Gaming Cafe, Dennis Milburn, Joseph Marcello, Red Vines, First to Home, Dalis Verneris, S. Akuma, Mitchell Naus, Midwest Gaming, William Shapiro, Dimitri Safirdas, Vince Marquette, Dallas Bailey, KJ, Biz, Roz Weiss, Nick Stango, and Scott Polera. Thank you guys so much for supporting the I'm Their Podcast. And thank you so much, Hansel, for joining us um, again. This is one of my favorite interviews that we've ever done on this podcast. It might be my favorite, honestly, just because I know your history and seeing you literally 11 years later repeat something that no one else has ever done. And we've had a lot of great national champions. It's just a dream come true just to watch. So uh, I'm really happy for you. And I hope you understand the mark that you left on history by doing that this past weekend. So shout out to you, man. Thank you, bro. Thank yeah. you. Just the one to celebrate you, give you your flowers, you know? Thank you. I'm just happy to, I'm happy to be on the podcast with y'all. Like you guys are goats in yeah, your own this is, way. So thank it's you. like, we appreciate that, man. This, this is different. Um, People like but, you help us take it to the next level. No, 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 not even, not even. You, you, you guys are doing it on your own. But one thing is that I want to end it on. You coming back to new school Yu-Gi-Oh? Like are you playing current I, format? I, I might give. I might look at the splite cards. That's all I'm gonna say. I might give the splite. Right. I read the splite cards. I was looking like, oh, this might be a tier zero format. I do good in tier zero formats. I might. Yes. I might have to pull something up. You know, it, it might have I, to happen. I just need. I need that. You know what I mean? I just. I, I got, <laughs> I've gotten a lot of people to come back. And, I, and if, I, my mission is going to be getting you back into the game. If That's I it. play again, I will 100% give you credit for the person who got me to play again. Because so far, no one else has been able to do it. So if I right. play again after this podcast at any point, it's because of you. <laughs> Just want you to know that. I love All right. that. All right, man. Yeah. Have a good one. Enjoy your dinner. Take care. Too. Good night. Thank Peace you, guys. All right, Thank you. you. All right. As I always say, do the things that make you happy. We are out of here. Mm-hmm.